But it's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. You get a free child's play, we use ticket stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole, fresh today, Ole, every day. Casa Ole, Ole! It's limit time time! Episode 31, I believe. Uh, it's just, it's me, solo tonight. Pat couldn't make it, but he'll be he'll be here tomorrow night. We have a special guest tomorrow night, but not as special as our guest tonight. Uh, on Lima Time Time with me, which is sponsored by Bravado Spice, uh, as always, is my good friend Joe's son, Sammy. And Sammy, Sammy, you're 10, right? Yeah. All right, t- Sammy knows more about baseball than, than all of you jokers uh, that are listening combined. So I felt like he was the best guest uh, to bring on to talk about, uh, really for our first episode since the Astros made some pretty significant additions uh, to to the team and sort of won, won the early stage of the offseason, if that's if that's a thing. Uh, so I'm excited to have Sammy. Sammy, you you live in Boston, right? Uh, no, I live in Toronto. I messed that up. I knew I knew that. I knew that you're in Toronto. I hate myself and, and my stupidity. So so Sammy lives in Toronto. He is uh, again. He's the son of my good friend Joe. Um, and, and Sammy, can you, can you describe, because all we, all we know is that the Astros seemingly got better with the additions of Brian McCann and Josh Reddick. Do you think that Brian McCann is an upgrade over Jason Castro? Oh, well, I really do because Jason Castro was a really good defensive catcher and he was third in pitch framing in some of those categories, but I think Brian McCann is can really help the Astros, especially with hitting. So he hit 20 home runs, which is obviously very solid for a catcher. Mm-hmm. I understand the average was a bit down at 242, but if you can just get him hitting home runs, and he is a plus defender behind the plate, so I think that really helps. That I think that's an upgrade over Jason Castro. And for all the <clears throat> defensive praise that Castro got he was he would go through stretches where he would hit like Mickey Mantle and then he would look like he went up there blindfolded so a 240 average out of a catcher for the Astros is is an upgrade so so I'm excited about that and Castro couldn't he couldn't hit for a whole lot of power and so I'm I'm excited I'm excited about it so I'm glad that you that you sort of concur uh are you concerned because this is kind of new for us for Astros fans and you being a student of the game, it's like the Astros have won the prospect ranking part of baseball for so long that it feels weird to be in a position to acquire actual major league talent. Do you think, in, in what you have seen, has have the Astros relied too much on, on building up their prospect base? Or do you think that they were stockpiling talent to get to the position where they can acquire decent players now? Well, I think that I mean they've been they've gotten a lot like they've been really solid in their minor league system, but they're still I mean it's I think it's helped them get some decent players because you saw them over the years where they haven't been very good at all, um, and then that but that can help them 
get better to where they are right now with uh, Brian McCann and they got Josh Reddick and I mean that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Do you think that? So <clears throat> I'm going to throw you a little bit of a curveball, and I, I I said I wasn't going to do this, but I think you can handle it. What happened with Carlos Gomez with the Astros because they acquired him at the deadline in in 15 and and he was okay and then the bottom absolutely fell out and then he resurrected his career with our our, our hated rivals the Rangers is is that just how baseball goes or was there some sort of mental issue there for Gomez Well I'm not really sure about that one but what I can say is that when he was with Milwaukee, he was very good. In the last three, no, two and a half years, he played for them. But then he went to he went to the Astros, and he struggled a little bit in the second half. Still was okay. And then in the and then in the his second season with the Astros, he wasn't not very good at all. Uh-huh. They had to obviously like give him up and. I mean, the Rangers got him, and maybe there was a co- an issue with one of the with the manager or one of the coaches. I mean, you never know. But he, he's turned it around in Texas. Yeah, and that that really it breaks my heart because I I hate the Rangers with with all with every fiber of my being, and so to see him be as terrible as he was with the Astros, and then go <clears throat> up north to Arlington and and kill the ball that. Like it, it just feels like there's witchcraft at play because I can't come up with any other explanation. So, yeah. So witchcraft, it's settled then. Uh, tell me about Josh Reddick. What what do I need to know about Josh Reddick? Well, um, he's a plus defender in the outfield. Definitely, he has a really, really good arm. He can hit for average. The power though has been a bit down. Uh-huh. A lot less homers he, this year. But, I mean, I think he can get that up there, maybe more doubles, because Houston's obviously a huge park. So, I mean, maybe some triples, because he has speed, hit it in the hill. I mean, he can, I think he's a really plus player, and it's really helped them in the outfield. And I would take almost anybody over Colby Rasmus, the way he played, to be honest. He, Rasmus, was terrible, and... Apparently had the had injuries and then lost every amount of confidence that that he had. So so I I'm I agree with you that that Reddick is is almost anybody would be better than Colby Rasmus, and Colby Rasmus was weird and God bless him uh, for being weird and just embraced the the redneck side and that was fun for a while, but when you're when you're just weird and and can only hit like two oh five then that that gets old. Uh, so so I'm I I agree with you. That that Reddick is is a definite plus uh, over over Rasmus. Are you concerned about the four years or the fifty two million dollars or both or is that the going rate? Um, I think I'm I think I'm good with the fifty two million dollars. He's a really good player, but the four years. I mean. Here's the thing with Reddick. He can be injury prone. There are some years where he's just healthy all year, and then there are some years where he gets injured, different injuries happen to him. And, I mean, you you don't know what you're going to get. I don't know if he's going to be, like, 
all the time, like healthy, but I think he can give you some good games, maybe 145. Maybe he gets some injury, but he's, I mean, I think he can stay healthy. If he can do that, then I don't really have a problem with the four years. Is he is he injury prone or does he get injured because he plays he plays hard? Uh a bit of both because he he's a really hard player and he'll like you know, he runs balls out and stuff, but I mean he's a bit injury prone. We've seen a few different injuries from him. Okay. Um so back to the before I ask you about about your favorite teams and sort of your take on the AL MVP. If you had the opportunity to trade Jose Altuve and Carlos Correa for Mike Trout, would you do it? I would not do that trade because I have I really like Correa. He's he had a year which was a bit strange. It was a really good year for a shortstop, but it was definitely not what we were expecting mm-hmm. out of him. He had less home runs than he had the year before in just 99 games in 2015. And I'll but he, I think he can really, I think he can turn it around. He didn't have a down year by any means. A great year for any, any shortstop. But I think he can be, like, an MVP candidate. Mm-hmm. Altuve was so good. And, I mean, I, Altuve is a bit below Trout, not that much. And then you have Correa who has all that plus defense, mm-hmm. I don't think I would do that. So would you would you trade George Springer in a package for Chris Sale if you're the Astros? Uh, who else? Ooh, cool. Chris Sale is going to – like Alex Bregman? I, I imagine Alex Bregman would have to be part of the deal. Yeah. Uh, I probably would do that deal. I mean – George Springer is really, really good. A good outfielder. He has some speed, but he was caught more than he st- he was caught stealing more than he stole bases. Yeah, that was but, ridiculous. That was stupid. Uh, he he can he doesn't have the thing where he can hit for average that much, but he has a lot of power and he walks a lot. He does strike out a lot of times. One hundred seventy eight strikeouts last year. But, and uh, Bregman, a lot of upside, a good defensive third baseman. I've seen, I've seen him make some really good plays. Mm-hmm. I was just like, wow. But uh, I think he struggled a bit when he came up, and then he just got on a roll, and we were thinking, all right, this is what this guy's going to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's pretty borderline. I'm probably I think I would have to do that because Chris Sale is a beast. And the Astros definitely need help in the rotation. So if you are Jeff Luno, would you rather would you rather get and I, and of course it depends on on the on what you have to send out, but would you rather have Chris Archer or Chris Sale? Uh I would definitely rather have Chris Sale. Chris Sale, I mean when I see him pitch I always think he's going to get injured with his (laughs) delivery, and somehow he can touch 97 with that fastball. But Archer had a bit of a down year, Uh 
he did strike out a lot of batters, but his ERA was over four. So I would say Chris Sale because uh, he's just more reliable. He can get injured. Archer hasn't really gotten injured. But, I mean, I don't know. Chris Sale, like, he is really nasty. I don't know how guys hit him. I don't know. I'm with you. I don't know how he throws his heart. He looks like all he eats or like or, or drinks is kale smoothies. Like that. That he he's like seven feet tall and 110 pounds. I don't I don't get it. So I'm more interested in that. But is 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 starting pitching? Is that what the Astros need to take the next step? Yeah, probably. They might need a bit of work in their bullpen. You have Ken Giles, who was pretty good. I think they want to see a bit more out of him. Like he was was in Philadelphia, but I think it's he's good. But I think Tony Sipp struggled a bit. And, and I think they're going to need some more guys in the bullpen. It, <laughs> let's, I want to see if Charlie Morton, where he's going to end up, uh-huh. and if Joe Musgrove uh, is going to be in the bullpen either. Those are two guys who, I mean – they they could be starters or they could be relievers, and I mean they can give you some innings out of the bullpen, or they could I mean start and be pretty good, pretty decent. I mean, I think their starting rotation really needs some help. I think Dallas Keuchel. I don't know what happened. Maybe he had a fluke gear, but I don't know. He was so good in 2015 and so mediocre in 2016 and Colin McHugh might have to step up a bit more mm-hmm. I'm I'm wondering which which Dallas Keuchel was it whether it's the 2015 Cy Young season or last year's disappointing season like which one was the fluke was it the fluke that he was so dominant in 2015 uh, or is he the dominant pitcher that had a fluky year last year. Like, is he a mediocre pitcher that had 35 just great starts? Maybe 32 great starts. But I'm I'm concerned that that either one could be the actual Dallas Keuchel. I don't know if there's a question in that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, Dallas Keuchel. He in the in his in 2014 he went 12 and nine with a 2.93 and pitched 200 innings. Yeah. So that's a really really good year. In 2013 though he went six and ten with a 5.15 ERA yeah. over 153 and thirds innings. So I mean 2015 was a great year. 2014 was a really good year, and then. 2013 stunk, uh-huh. 2016 mediocre. So, I mean, it's really hard to say. But I think Dallas Keuchel can be effective. Because he, he I think he's going to be effective and have a really good year because his location is really good. Yeah, and I think part of the issue with the Astros is that they had a whole bunch of, and, we, and we've talked, talked about this before, that that they have a bunch of the same guy. Like they've got a they've got a bunch of guys that throw sort of low nineties, but can locate. That that's <clears throat> that's not really, you know. You want to have one guy that can throw like a Chris Sale that can throw ninety seven. At, at least that you're in a series, you're gonna kind of switch up the look that the hitter's gonna get because if they're ready to sit, you can sort of plan for location. But 
that, that's a little bit tougher to adjust to. But if you, if you just know that it's going to come in at ninety two, ninety three, then that's kind of easy to get a to get a beat on and 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 take you deep. So I'd like to see, and, and that's why I was all excited about uh, Ken Giles because he can throw so hard. Um, that it seems like the Astros just have a bunch of the same type of pitcher that they need to branch away from branch away from that is that would you would you say that's a fair assessment yeah i think so because if you think about it keiko is like a soft thrower you would say Uh like low 90s um um mike fires is low 90s you have you have lance mccullers who throws hard so here's i think he could be an x factor Mm -hmm. because he You've seen him pitch so well in the starting rotation, but then he ends up getting injured. Yeah. I don't know if his arm can take that 190 innings. Maybe there's talk of him moving to a closer, but I can't really see him there because maybe they could give him like an Andrew Miller type role. You never know. Yeah, and it's it's funny you you brought up McCullers because he's actually going to He's going to be on our show tomorrow night. Uh, I'll ask him about the uh, the closer rumors. Um, okay, so you're Jeff Luno, and and uh, you are, or I'll let you decide who you want to be. You can either be Jeff Luno, or you can be Scott Boris. And the goal is to negotiate an extension for Jose Altuve. What is what do you uh, think is a fair length and value of that contract? Um, so I think if I might be Luno and I think that I would give him, maybe go ahead and give him five years because Jose Altuve is going to want a lot. And especially with Scott Boris, right? Yep. So I think if, don't let him reach free agency when he's this good. (laughs) I mean, you could have him and even if he slows down a bit he might still be hitting 280 I mean he can still feel that second he'll still be able to feel that second base I would think Mm -hmm. he's quick he's small so I mean I think that I'd go ahead give him five years um and maybe uh 150 million Five, five, and one fifty. So if so, if you are Scott Boris, then <clears throat> what's your counter offer? Uh, as much as you can go. I think. Uh, I think I, if I were Scott Boris, I'd say eight years because he's really he's not slowing down and he steals bases now. So. Mm-hmm. He might still be able to steal you ten bases in eight years. Um, probably like two hundred ten million. Okay. Two hundred twenty million. That's more the ballpark that I I'm mentally prepared for for whatever deal for Altuve is is in the eight to ten years, but like two hundred and fifty million, just because of the unique yeah. the unique skill set that he has as a second baseman. Um. Okay, so I can handle. I can, if I can if I can handle ten years and two hundred and fifty million, then I can certainly handle eight and two hundred and ten. 
So, all right, I think we'd have a deal. If, if I was Luno and you were Boris, or if it was the other way around, I think we'd have a deal. Um, so who do you think wins? Who is the early, way too early favorite to win the World Series next year? Do you think the Cubs are locks to make it back to the World Series next year, or do you think some other team kind of sneaks up and uh, take what has apparently been bestowed upon them for the next five years? the Cleveland Indians are going to win the World Series because they might they're going to lose Mike Napoli maybe mm-hmm. so I don't think they're getting that much worse because they have Salazar and hopefully he can stay healthy and Carrasco to add along with Kluber so those are three really quality guys and then Tomlin was good in the playoffs Bauer had an injured finger, but he flashes of pretty decentness and probably an average number five. And I think maybe, you, so they had a good team then. Maybe you could even put Michael Brantley if you lose Napoli. Maybe you could train him at first base because I don't think he's going to run that much. Yeah, he's hurt all the time, right? No, I that's think a good point. Could, yeah, maybe you could throw him at first and see what he does because your outfield is pretty solid. <clears throat> you know, I totally forgot that the Cleveland did what they did without their uh, Kluber is their clear number one, but basically without their second and third starting pitchers. That's that because I'm sort of going into 2017 as an Astros fan, thinking, "All right, this is ours to take." Uh, and and you just brought me back to a hard dose of reality that it's it's not it's not that clear cut. So so now I'm depressed, Sammy. Thanks. I don't know how to. I'm I'm now I'm just mad. Uh, so tell me about. All right. So you're 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 from you live in Toronto. Are are you a Blue Jays fan? Uh, or have the Red Sox managed to sneak their way into your heart? Like how? Tell me tell me about your favorite team. Oh, I'm a Red Sox fan. Okay, so I really so predict the ALCS, and of course we don't know what the matchups look like with records and all, but but predict. I'll, I'll, let's do this. Who are the four teams in the American League Division Series next year? Next year in the ALDS. So I th- think. Not just because I'm a Red Sox fan, but I think the Red Sox, Cleveland, um, I think Houston, and I'm going to say I think Texas sneaks in. That would be so Texas for them to sneak in and then to beat the Astros in the playoffs. That would be the... I You know, I agree with that because I, I don't see... I, I don't, you know, the the Red Sox, they're going to lose David Ortiz. Are they going to go after Encarnacion to replace Ortiz's bat? I don't know because Dave Dombrowski has gone out and said that they want a short term deal for a DH. I don't think Edwin is that guy. They might be able to find someone else on the market. I think another need that for the Red Sox that they are going to have to address is third base because Travis Shaw was showed flashes flashes of brilliance, but then in the second half, 
half was pretty brutal. Uh-huh. You know, swinging at everything, couldn't hit the breaking ball, sucked against lefties, was okay against righties, but tend to get tended to get jammed constantly. I don't know, because maybe Sandoval comes back and does something. Oh, I forgot he if was you a see thing, picture, yeah. If you see pictures of him, he's actually not fat. He's pretty in shape. Interesting. That would be a that that would be like I don't know. I'd put a before and after picture of Pablo Sandoval on my refrigerator to remind me not to eat ice cream or something uh, or an entire pizza. If he's actually healthy, that would be that's interesting. I I totally forgot that Pablo Sandoval was was an actual baseball player. That's so if he's in shape, that's that's a good point. I agree with all of because I don't think the rest of the AL East has really gotten better. What did you think of? Uh, as someone who watches the AL East, maybe a little, well more closely than I than I do, um, is there any sort of rhyme or reason or any defense you can make of Buck Showalter for not throwing Zach Britton in that playoff game? Not really. Uh, I guess I don't know what he was thinking. Maybe he was waiting to see if they got a lead and ran a, and had like a short lead. And you could just bring in Britain for one or two innings, uh-huh. but I don't re- I don't know what he was thinking because Zach Britton had the best ERA ever <coughs> of right. a, a qualified amount of innings, which I forgot. But he, how do you not run him out? He's so good. He has a ninety-eight mile an hour sinker. The Blue Jays can't hit lefties. They've showed it before. I don't see why you don't run that guy out. The only thing, really the only thing I can uh-huh. think of it, it goes along with what what you initially said was that he was that that Showalter was was hoping that they could scratch out a run, and that way you know you can only you you don't you can bring Britain in and he can throw an inning, shut it down, and then he's ready for game one of the ALDS, and that lead just never came. But as soon as they brought in Ubaldo Jimenez, I thought. I've seen that dude pitch. He's terrible. Like this is this is this is how the game is going to end. And me being an idiot on my couch, uh, knowing that I I still I do not. That's one of those things that if I was an Orioles fan, that would. And I'm a I'm a tormented Astros fan, uh, and it goes far beyond the 2014 ALDS Game Four against the Royals. But but that would the not bringing in Britain would haunt me. At least the Astros ran out guys that had, that had success throughout the year. And didn't leave their best pitcher sitting on the bench the entire time. Like I, I don't know that I could ever recover from. I don't know that I could recover from that. I don't know how you do. So, um, Sammy, is there anything you want to say to Astros fans? Well, I mean, I think the Astros have a good team, and the thing I'm, I want to see what they do with Ulyaski Gurriel. Uh-huh. Maybe they could trade him. Or trade Bregman for in a package for a good starting pitcher. Because I've seen this with a lot of different players. They say, oh, let's just move him to first base. Mm-hmm. Some guys who have experience in the major leagues, like when we were talking about Cleveland, Michael Brantley, then that might be, okay, you could throw him at first base. And Hanley Ramirez is an example of that. But this guy has barely played in the major leagues. I mean, this this is 
this will be like his first full season if he gets a full season. And I think it would be really weird, like for him, coming like expecting to be a third baseman, and then oh, you're oh, learn first base. Well, they're not gonna just do that. But I mean, I think it's it's not that easy. First base is not. Like a super easy position for a young guy. Yeah, and Gurriel's what, like 32, 33? So it's, you know, and, and and the Astros have already sort of bounced in between third base and left field. And yeah, he's still, he actually he was one at bat short uh, of losing his rookie status. So so he didn't get enough, he, he, he got few enough at bats this season that he will still be considered a rookie next year. So I think, I'm, I, there's a risk. Yeah, there's definitely a risk of, of putting Gurriel at first base, but if they're going to get somebody like Chris Sale, then then it's it, they're the asking price has to include Alex Bregman, and and I think that's that's just a hard reality that that Astros fans are going to they're either going to get Chris Sale or keep Alex Bregman. I don't know that that both happens. Yeah. So are you ready? I mean, for, are you ready for baseball to start, or or are you kind of cool with with chilling out on baseball for a couple months? I'm definitely not cool on that. I wish I wish the free agents would all just sign, and <laughs> then the baseball season would start like tomorrow night, so I could watch it. That sounds. I re- yeah. That sounds awesome. I don't. Like, I don't like spring training at all because. You don't really get to see the players. Like you could go like nine and like twenty in spring training and win the World Series. Yep. I mean, it doesn't really it doesn't give you that big of a take. It's better than nothing. But you see like some great plays in spring training. And you're like I don't really care because I mean I don't. These guys are probably not been on the MLB roster. Might never play an MLB game in their life, you know. Yeah, Dallas Keuchel. I think he only allowed one earned run all of spring training, and and Astros fans were like, "Heck yeah, this is going to be great. He's going to pick up where he left off." And then we know what happened after that. So yeah. Well, well Sammy, I, I, it's been a half an hour. It flew by. I appreciate your time. Thank you for coming on on our dumb little podcast, uh, and and taking time out of your Sunday evening. So uh, I, I'm sure I'll talk to you and your dad here soon but i really appreciate it uh thanks for having me on but it's one thing i love more to get in my pitch over the plate and that is getting over this plate in casa ole it's like a fiesta in casa ole casa ole fresh today every day get a free child's play we use ticket stuff from any astros game casa ole Fresh today.